you guys a story for our cold open? Because I, I kind of do, but it's not like insane. I uh, ruined a gathering the other day. I wouldn't call it a party. Uh, I, I was with friends I hadn't seen in years, probably since like I was a freshman in college. Literally years since I've seen these friends. And we may have been sharing some beverages, like adults do. Anyway, I ranted for 30 minutes about how the opioid crisis in America is caused by the government and pharmaceutical companies, which is why marijuana is illegal. I killed the party. <laughs> <laughs> like everyone went home? <laughs> like no one wanted to talk to me anymore. Oh. And I was like, I should probably leave. I think you just killed the party for yourself. I should probably get an Uber. <laughs> probably. Good so, job. Moral of the story. You people who you haven't seen in years don't want to hear your theories about how pharmaceutical companies are fueling the opioid crisis in the middle of America. And we're never going to get rid of that because it's all goes into big government's pocket. Eh, live and learn. <laughs> What's yours, Nick? <laughs> oh, mine was about, um, if this goes, and if this goes too long, I'll throw it in the outtakes. But, um, <clears throat> I went to a concert last Friday. Fall boy. Yeah. But it was, uh, had some interesting openers. It, it, so the, the, uh, the list was, uh, Jaden Smith. Yes, in! Hide me! Hide me at hello! <laughs> Black Bear and then Fallout Boy. Jaden Smith. And goddamn was Jaden Smith there. And god <laughs> and goddamn did he yell into the microphone, high knee, r- run around the stage while his music video played in the background. Wow. <laughs> I can't believe that kid's got a music career. Hey, you can call it that, sure. <laughs> I mean, music career. Yeah. With With quotations. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, and then my seats were, like, in direct line of a camera, and so I bitched, and they gave me premium seating. Nice. Which was nice, because it was nice and leather and comfortable, and a camera was not in my way. But, yeah, nice. they, like, just a camera. Like, I, why would, like, I was looking at it, and I'm like, why would you put a camera here? It's clearly blocking, like, my entire row and maybe the row in front and in back of me. Yeah, that from, would trigger me. From seeing the stage, clearly. I feel you on that. That would trigger the hell out of me. But, yeah. Yeah, that's no. I would not. I would. I would have done the same thing. That night, I would literally pay dumb amounts of money to see Jaden Smith in concert. Not because I like Jaden Smith, but because my life is just constant irony. Hi, we're Navi Tales. It's just one of those things. Just add to my uh, ridiculous list of bands I've seen. Yeah, people well, I've seen. Yeah, it's just like all those bullshit bands you've seen that are just like dumb. Like you've seen Ghost BC in concert. Like yep. And I haven't. And I, I'm a big Ghost fan. Uh, but yeah, we're Navi Tales. We are a video game lore podcast. I'm Josh. Wow, I didn't open it this time. That's awesome. I know. Switch things up. Ah, this I'm is exciting. Nick. Yeah, and today we are going to be talking about something near and dear to both of our hearts. We are going to be talking about The Witcher. Which, which, huh? <laughs> which is surprising to me that it's taken us 16 episodes to talk about it. I think I, the reason I didn't want to talk about it so soon is I wanted to perfect my craft. Which evidently I've done by now. <clears throat> Clearly. Which is why I casually crinkle bottles close to the mic. Right. With your amazing mic etiquette and your amazing uh, script writing skills. Just because I can't... <laughs> Just because I can't spell. 
doesn't mean I'm not flawless. <laughs> oh, God. This is going to be a fun one. <laughs> we yes. haven't recorded in longer time than normal. I actually haven't even seen you in weeks. Yeah. Breaking fourth wall stuff. Breaking we, the fourth we, wall. We, we skipped kinda, a week. With, yeah, doing with our recording. Wait, to you, it wasn't a week skipped. We we still produced, put out content. But uh, due to some things here and there, we had a... I did this Record thing ahead I of time, traveling and stuff. Yeah, and Josh traveled a lot. So, <clears throat> but yes, we are here. We're going to talk about the Witcher games, specifically the Witchers themselves, where they come from. <laughs> yeah, yada we, yada yada. We we thought it would be a better idea to start with what is a Witcher. Yeah, because it's you know the name of the there's a name billion of the game. things you can talk about with this. So the the Witcher games are based on the novels by Andrew Andra Andrew Andra Andrew Zabkowski who is a Polish fantasy writer who has written, I think, seven or eight of them by now. I've read them all, uh, but I didn't read them all until after The Witcher 3 came out. I have gotten on the hype train for The Witcher very late. Same. But I pushed my way all the way to the front. Yes. I got both Nick and my dad addicted to The Witcher games. I read every book. I'm... Have a bunch of statues that Nick is staring at right now that are The Witcher. Very and I'm pretty, and I'm very jealous. And I'm planning on getting Series Two, which is coming out soon. But yeah, I'm a huge fan of this franchise. Like this, it has quickly become one of my favorite forms of media. One of my favorite, fan, definitely my favorite fantasy series. Yeah, like it, it. It trumped Lord of the Rings way faster than I thought it would. And I, but yeah, I'm a really, really big fan of this. Uh, it's a, but I will say that I didn't start playing the game until Witcher 3 came out. That yeah. was my f- introduction, and let me tell you, it is my favorite video game of all time. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely, I'd have to probably really think hard, because I feel like, whenever I try to rank things, I always go, well, you know, maybe this, maybe that, but it's definitely, it would definitely be up there. It definitely be is, a contender. if you haven't played The Witcher 3, and you like open world, R- like, RPGs, you're doing yourself a disservice. The The map is like... Four times bigger than Skyrim, at least. Something like that. Like, they, it, the content in it is just, there's so much meat on the bone. Like, yeah, and it's, like, good content. It's not like, I didn't, here's 50,000 fetch quests and yeah, that you don't care about. The quests are all cool and unique. There's entire areas that are in the base game that feel like other games' DLC. Like, Skellige feels like another game's downloadable content. The the entire their downloadable content like their two expansions the the heart of heart of the cards heart of heart of stone <laughs> I've been watching Blood a lot of Yu Gi Oh yeah <laughs> they're streaming it on Twitch so I've been watching it a lot oh, of Yu Gi Oh oh are they yeah they're on like season four though oh my god I don't care um yeah so those two and Blood and Wine like. Take either of those by themselves, and you can literally make them a AAA game. Yeah. Like, its own thing. Like, like Blood some and games, Wine is some, its own game. Yeah, some games that, like, sell for full price on their own have less content than Blood and Wine did. Here's how Here's how much content is in The Witcher. They have a game called Gwent that is now its own game. Yeah. With its own subculture. Yep. Nick and I didn't play Gwent when we played. No, I didn't really care because for Gwent. Because there was so much other stuff to do. Like it's one. It's such a good game with so much content. I think I have three hundred hours in it at least. Yeah, something like, stupid like I, that. It was the only game I played for months and months and months and months because I didn't need to play another game because The Witcher is fucking perfect. Anyway, it, oh god, I, I literally could talk about how awesome this game is all day. But 
that isn't what we're here for. We, this isn't a, our video game review podcast. We're going to be talking about what makes a Witcher. Yes. So, to begin with, we need to set up kind of a little bit of the worlds of the Witcher, which would help you understand exactly why they're needed. So the first thing is that 1,500 years before the book and the games, because the games actually are after the book. Like, the games take place after all the books do, because the, the reason you know that is because in the books, series a child, and the game, series an adult. So that's why you know that. Anyway, uh, 1,500 years before all that, something happened called the conjunction of the spheres. So... What happened was it trapped all the unnatural creatures that are in the worlds of the Witcher. So everything you see that is a dwarf or an elf or a dragon or a golem or a ghoul or a... <laughs> We're just going to have to work that into everything from now on. I'm going to try. <laughs> golem. Golem. <laughs> or uh, all of that got trapped in our in the world of the witcher before that was just humans and what it also brought with it was magic magic didn't exist in the world of the witcher before all of that and now magic is something that could be tapped into so with all of this stuff all these monsters and stuff now freely roaming the world it kind of wrecked the ecosystem and, and so there's a lot of, like, bugs and plant-like uh, monsters that you see in The Witcher that are all wrecking the ecosystem because they don't belong there. And then on top of that, they, they have threats like vampires and, uh, like, grave hags and drowners, <clears throat> wraiths, all that, that, that didn't exist before that are directly threatening humanity and their soul, potentially, like uh, the dusk wraiths and whatever yeah i like the souls of other beings that are dead and now alive because magic exists in the world so it created all these problems which is why witchers exist witchers are glorified exterminators pretty much yeah They're and that's the end of the podcast created to to deal with all these problems thank big blue bug solutions which is our local our big local kind of exterminating company but with magic and swords and swords. No, I'm pretty sure the big blue bug solution guys have swords. Okay. I fucking love big blue bug solutions. I'm glad they changed their name. What did it used to be? I have no idea, but uh, yeah, we got a cool statue out of it though. We've had that. We had the, we had the big blue bug before they changed their name. That doesn't make any sense. I know. What would they just always be the big blue bug? Because I don't know, they they thought that we should be another thing, and then they had the big blue bug for like a decade before they changed their name. Well then. Anyway, if you don't know what we're talking about, Google Rhode Island big blue bug, because I'm sure it'll be the first thing that pops up. Probably, yeah. It's like <laughs> one of our iconic things, because we're known for our extermination services. <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> the state's <laughs> fucking dumb. <laughs> um, <clears throat> anyways, so witchers start out as young children who go through rigorous training and rituals all these trials are what lead the witchers to become the best monster hunters available which would be cool i'm gonna jump off on a side real quick keep going so you know how 
uh, I talked to you the other day about how you can play as a- uh, Aloy in Monster Hunter World. Yeah. I want to play as Siri in Monster Hunter World. I want to play as fucking Geralt in Monster Hunter World. But Siri would make more sense because she can jump between places. I was on Geralt the... would be cool. But I think Siri would make sense. I think Siri would make more sense, but I think Geralt would be cool. Yeah. But um, if you don't know what we're talking about, Geralt is the main character of the Witcher series, and Siri is his adopted daughter. Um, on another note, I was at on the imaginary Witcher subreddit, mm-hmm. and one of the because it's all just fan art. One of the ones they drew was uh, what Siri would look like in Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, which it's dope. I still think she's gonna make an appearance in that game. I really hope so. And, Anyways, and she looked cyberpunky as hell. Um, so all the witchers are taken as children, where they start their training very, very early. As soon as they can hold a sword, they're basically trained for what they need to do. Then they eventually are exposed to uh, compounds and something called the trial of the grasses. All of this gives them superhuman strength and speed and a bunch of other abilities that we can uh, go into. And they're just uh, staples of being a witcher. Yeah, witchers are uh, uh, a fucking fun bunch. Yeah, they're just, just messed up. They're a fucking mess. Pretty much, you just you pretty much you take a child. You 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 put a sword in his hand. You teach him how to sword. You fucking pound him with mutagens and potions and all this concoctions and stuff, and out pops a witcher. You bake in the oven for a couple of years. You get. And you make them real pissed. Yeah, you get them real pissed off. All witches are just, like, cranky. They're grumpy old. Um, so, one of the first staples of being a witcher is all witches are sterile. All witches are sterile. Now, in the books, they go into, like, oh, so are sorceresses. Sorcerers and sorceresses. <laughs> but it's actually been shown in the books that that's not 100% true. The reason it's shown in the books that it's not 100% true is because Geralt's mother is a sorceress, which is why she gave him up. You never know who his father is, but you find out his mother was a sorceress, which, and then she, like, left him and was like, I'm never seeing you ever again. (laughs) She, like, healed him after a battle and was like, we're out of (laughs) here. Bye, son. But, yeah, so his, his mother was a sorceress, which is part of the reason she gave him up because he's an anomaly at the very start he shouldn't exist anyway uh witchers are are more sterile than sorceresses aren't sorceresses um like because the the process of becoming sorceresses make them stupid ugly so they use magic to change their appearance most sorceresses are born super ugly in the witcher okay um the the magic it it's not super specified, but it has something to do with the fact that the magic that you're using does that to you. Makes like, there was a thing with Siri that I don't want to go into because it made me very uncomfortable reading. Because <laughs> Siri's an incredibly powerful mage. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, like, uh, if it helps at all, those of you who know the series, Yennefer, Hunchback. She is a Hunchback. The reason you don't see her as a hunchback is because of magic. She used magic. All witchers, all sorcerers and sorceresses can use magic to change their appearance. But Yennefer was born a hunchback. Fun fact. I know you knew that. But, yeah. Um, use the magic to make you beautiful. It's why uh, it's described in the books that uh, sorceresses all have cold eyes because the world was cold to them first. That's some deep, 
Yeah. Like, my chem shit. <laughs> yeah, it's really some, like, emo <laughs> bullshit, but... Anyway. So they're all sterile, uh, which is why, to gain numbers, they need to be... Take children as young, when they're young. Because if they don't, then they can't reproduce themselves. So... The reason I bring this up is because there's something called the Law of Surprise that ends up becoming entwined in the legends of witchers. But because of some witchers who are into being in legends, uh, they make it a reality. So how it works is if a man saves another man, which witchers do very, very often, and they don't have the money to repay them, um, they need to give the savior... What you find at home, yet don't expect. The surprise. This could lead to many things. Maybe the man who your wife was cheating on you with, or maybe it's the unborn child that awaits you. Anyway, any way you look at it, it now belongs to whoever saves them. Uh, this is how a lot of witchers gain new... Recruits. Recruits, and it's actually how Geralt got Siri. Geralt got Siri. um who was the heir to the throne of Sintra because his, he saved his, her mother, uh, from a bunch of shit. Basically they owed him a debt, uh, for not killing something they wanted him to kill basically. And because of that debt, they, uh, promised Siri to Geralt and Geralt eventually went to go collect. And it's a really interesting part because Siri's mother had died at that point. So he was talking to Siri's grandmother, who was the presiding, presiding queen over Sindra. And they were talking about, basically, they were talking about how this meeting between the two of them right now, the queen of Sintra and the, the witcher from Rivia, this will go down in history. And it's going to be blown out of proportion, and it's going to be so much more dramatic than how it really is. It was an entire conversation about that, how they were like, they're going to say you came in here, stormed in here, and demanded her, and all this, like, monstrous shit, when really he just came in and was like, we need to talk about Siri. Yeah. We, or he didn't know Siri was a girl then. He goes, we need to talk about this law of surprise. So, yeah, anyway, that's how, that's one of the, the big staples of Witchers, which also gives everyone the excuse to make Geralt fuck everyone. Yeah. It's really it. Like, I, I think it's really an excuse so that, like, Sapkowski could just write about how Geralt wants to sleep with everything. You're not wrong. <laughs> but, uh, or at least part of it, it, it did play a major story, major part of the storyline of the series, but. So another staple uh, of the witchers are their eyes. Um, sometimes they're called puss eyes, um, and all witchers have eyes that resemble cats. Um, this allows them to be able to see in almost pitch dark places. However, there's a caveat with it in that they their uh, pupils don't shrink and widen like normal humans do. So the witchers manually have to change that size themselves, which leads to a bunch of times in the books where Geralt gets blinded because he forgets to change his eye size. And it's pretty funny how he'll go out, like he'll sometimes go outside and go, shit, because <laughs> he'll just blind himself. He just gets solar flared. Because it's it really is like, even to, to witchers, it's unnatural to have eyes like that. But yeah, every witcher, like Geralt's known as the White Wolf for his white hair and stuff, but that's because he underwent further mutations. But like other ones, like, uh, what is it, um, Lambert and stuff, same eyes, but just black hair. 
Like, even Vesemir, his hair is white, but his hair is white from old age, but not from... It was used to be black, He just, but he still has the puss eyes. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's one of the big tells of a witcher, is looking them in the eyes. Yeah, that'll, that'll happen a lot in the games, too. You'll, like, go up to somebody, and they'll just be like, oh, you're a witcher. Yeah. Because you can just tell. They instantly know you're a witcher because you, you have those eyes. Yeah. And you carry the two swords, which we'll get to in a minute, because... Only witchers would carry two swords. Because only witches are that badass. <laughs> I know, right? Um, witchers also have a major, major resistance to most diseases and poisons. This allows witchers to make potions that they use to fight monsters and increase their abilities even further. Uh, a normal person can never feel the positive effects of the stuff that a witcher drinks. But a witcher can push past it so that they, uh, they can only affect the or only deal with the positive effects. Um, however, it usually causes a terrible appearance for the witcher, which frightens normal men, even though they are already frightened of witchers. Yeah. Um, did you ever take a bunch of potions in the game? Yeah, it fucking... And you see, like, all the veins in his face and his eyes get really sunken and stuff? Yeah, it messes with your face and They talk a lot about Geralt's... Because Geralt will, to hunt something, he'll basically just stalk it or wait for it and stuff. And they'll talk about all the the potions he'll take and what it does to his face and stuff. And it is, he is described as ghastly. He becomes even more pale, like as like they do in the game. They do a good job showing it in the games. You can see his, uh, like all the veins under his skin. His eyes will widen, like more so than anything. So they'll look like they're all black, because that way he could see everything at night. Yeah, yeah. Even in pitch dark. Like, the cat eyes do a lot, but, like, oh, under this thing, like, they can put take strain on these eyes. Like, it's it's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, I, I was always always a big fan of taking a bunch of potions and being like, wow, you look like a <laughs> motherfucker right now. You look like shit. Because, uh, I mean, to a normal man, one sip would kill them. Yeah. But to a witcher, like, we're going to drink this whole vial and only deal with the positive effects, even though you look like shit. Yeah, well, it goes back to, like, their training and like that's all they do is like take shit. Yeah. So they have like some immunity. Like even like the trial of like the grasses is just them taking stuff. Which you do in the game at some point. I think in one of the DLCs. Do you do a trial of the grass? No, that's actually at the end of the third game. You uh they have the the little imp thing and you put him through part of the trial of the grasses so that you can unmutate him. No, I so- thought you did it to yourself. I know you do you, something to yourself. You you uh, increase your ability to do mutations. It was there was someone who was studying the trial of the grasses to see if they can unmutate their Witcher child. Oh yeah, yeah. And through that, they found out no, but we can make them more powerful. <laughs> we can do literally the opposite of what we were setting out to do. Yeah, so that's how you get like the the further mutation stuff in uh, Heart of Stone. Yeah, but you you do go through a little bit of the trial of the grasses. With um, the uh, little imp thing you find, you get it from the Baron, and it turns out to be that elf that was traveling with Siri. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that thing uh, goes through a little bit of the trial of the grasses. The issue is, Vesemir's the oldest Witcher, and then the rest of them that fall under the Wolf School are Geralt, Lambert, and Eskel. Um, Vesemir doesn't remember the trial of the grasses because he hasn't had to do it in centuries. Because they there was the slaughter on the on the wolf school, so they lost all their numbers. So the people who really were in charge of the trial of the grasses 
because Vesemir was in charge of combat. He wasn't in charge of trial. Yeah. So the people who were really in charge of it were murdered in the the assault on the on Kermoran. So they really don't know how to do it. They basically were getting ready to do it to Siri when they decided not to because then she'd stop being a sorceress. But they were doing a lot of research on it, and they actually had Triss Marigold helping them because Triss Marigold was the the sorceress they chose because Yennefer was finicky because Yennefer's a dickhead. Yeah, and Triss is better. Triss is better. <clears throat> Triss, 2020. <laughs> Triss now, honestly, honest to God, <laughs> having read all the books... I get why Geralt likes Jennifer because I like women who are really bad for me too, but I'm Team Triss all the way. Oh, absolutely. Um, so another bonus of being a Witcher is the ability to use signs. This allows them to use minor magic spells in combat, including fire or mind control. Um, and while they're not as strong as something like a sorcerer could conjure, it just helps them in like a pinch or... Yeah, it's to help them get the upper hand on a prey. Yeah, they tracking. they've been described as strong in comparison to what a sorcerer can use, but sorcerers can obviously conjure stronger things. Where a witcher has the upper hand is all the witcher needs to do is make the sign. Yeah, sorcerers need to conjure. Yeah, yeah. So like that, it's it's basically like like playing a game on on medium. You get to do less cool things. But you get to do it faster. Yeah, <laughs> like it's like the it's like the quick easy way. Yeah, gets the job done, but it's not super They're super not, impressive. Witchers aren't mages, and yeah. they they weren't born mages. They're abominations that are allowed to use magic through these mutations. They're not sorcerers, so the the fact that they can use this magic is already really impressive. It's basically like jerry rigging magic into someone. Like, they, they weren't designed to use magic. Yeah. Sorcerers were. Yeah, yeah. But it, it's really fucking cool. They also have a magical sixth sense, which um, allows them to understand their surroundings better and help track prey, do whatever else. Um, this is, like, a big game mechanic. It's a game mechanic, but it's also something that's talked about in the books, which is why I wanted to definitely bring it up. Yeah. Because it wasn't just, like, some game mechanic. Because if, if it were just a game well, mechanic, I totally understandable. It's well, a good game mechanic. Yeah, well, it's a game mechanic that, like, is explained through them. Yeah. Like, it's, yes, which I, is, which, I get that they have, like, this sixth sense, but they, they made it into a game mechanic, too, to help you. You can, like, use your sixth sense, and you can easily track footprints or something like that. Yeah. Or, like, examine your surroundings to look for blood or something. Yeah, which is a really good at tracking and all of that, which is all actually a magical kind of thing. Um, They also have... Extended lifespan and uh, healing abilities. If it helps to understand extended lifespan, when you look at Geralt, realize Geralt is 80. He's not a young man. No, he's But he's, he's a young old. man in body. Yeah. He's just not a young man in age. Yeah, Geralt's he could, like... He could kick anyone's ass and he's like 80. Geralt's like 80. I think Yennefer's almost 100. Yennefer's definitely older. And I think Triss is in her 50s. She's definitely younger. But uh, she's one of the youngest of the mages. Um, but yeah, Vesemir is centuries old. He's like 200 years old. And like, he just looks like he's in his, I don't know, 50s. He, yeah. He's a little bit older. Yeah. And, but he's going to live for like another century. Yeah. Like, he, he, like, it's just how witchers work. 
uh, and they can heal from crazy things and they can almost fully heal from anything. Like Geralt has talked about how like one of the injuries he got from fighting a sorcerer, he, he was fighting a sorcerer and the sorcerer decided, I'm not going to use magic on you. I'm going to beat you with a stick and then did and beat the shit out of Geralt. He said after he got that beating, he like his right leg was never the same. And they talk about it in books after that happens. Like my leg, like he'll be like, oh, that fucking mage. Like he ruined my leg. His leg was not the Son same. Of a bitch. He couldn't like land. Like he'd do like a pirouette and then land on it. And sometimes it just give out. Yeah. Like his, they, they can heal from things that other people wouldn't, but they're not like Wolverine. They won't heal from everything. So that sorcerer, he ended up saying with the dryads for like months, six months he spent with the dryads because the dryads could heal him. They were the only people who could, and no one could go into the home of the Dryads because the Dryads would fucking murder them. Only Geralt could go in. Yeah. Man, let me tell you, the part where Dandelion was trying to get in there to give Geralt the message was the best. He had to play music because it was the only things that the Dryads were like, we won't shoot you if you're going to play music. <laughs> so he had to play music the entire time. That's fantastic. Ooh, that was great. Dandelion's great. <laughs> oh, I fucking love it. Witches are known for the two swords they carry on their backs instead of their hips. A steel blade for men and a silver blade for monsters, which is also one of the coolest parts about the Witcher soundtrack because you have different music for fighting a man and different music for fighting a monster. And the tracks are literally called Steel for Man and Silver for Monsters. It's great. It's fucking awesome. But I've listened to the Witcher con soundtrack more times than I'm comfortable saying out loud. I love listening to that soundtrack. It is a good soundtrack. And we got it for free. I know. With because our game. CD Projekt Red is fucking perfect and gave everyone the soundtrack for free. God, it's awesome. Anyway. Yeah. So these blades are always sharpened to a razor's edge and uh, are all normally applied with oils that will help them in combat. Witchers also train for years with these blades until their movements and weight become first nature. This allows them to move in combat like we do walking. They're essentially humans turned into killing machines. Perfect monster hunters. Yeah, they talk about how it's easier for a witcher to fight than it is for a witcher to do anything else. Like, it, it is... They train for so long with these things. That's why Siri is such a good fighter. Siri was trained like a witcher to the point where they were going to give her the trial of the grasses. Yeah. Uh, but they ended up not. So she's got all the fighting powers of a witcher but all the magic of a sorceress. Which is badass. She's so much fun to play as. Nick's favorite character in The Witcher is Ciri. Yes. And I understand why. Although I'm a Geralt fan myself, I totally get where he's coming from with Ciri. Uh, but yeah, they they are the literally the best swordsmen. Like to the point where Geralt one time was fighting someone. Basically, it, it was... He was cornered, and he had to fight someone, but he also had to lose the fight. But the exact words were, you can't hit him with your blade. So he didn't. He used his swordsman skills to make sure he hit himself with his blade. Which is just utterly fantastic. Like, he is, so, like, these witches are such good swordsmen that they don't. They don't. They can do something like that. They can control where someone else's sword is going yeah. and hit them with it. 
Like just in combat, he would just parry it, it back at him and stuff. It was really cool. Ended up cutting him right in the face. Right down the middle. Yeah. So yeah, Geralt. That that's just Geralt. And as we're gonna talk about, there's uh more witchers than just Geralt. Yes. So one of the lesser known and more whispered of of the mutations that affect witchers are the fact that they supposedly don't feel emotions. Which Geralt talks about a lot, witchers don't feel emotions and all that. And it really lends to them being monsters in the eyes of the people. They they don't care as long as they get paid. They don't care about this because witches don't care. So it, it's actually widely debated amongst people that are close to witchers whether or not they, they feel emotions. So like Yennefer believes that Geralt can feel emotions. And, and some believe that Geralt's different because of the further mutations he went. But if you get like Lambert and Askel together in the game and you do the party because why wouldn't you get drunk with your friends? Yes, this is great. Which is the best scene in the game. Like it's like, oh, you could go fuck Yennefer or... You could get drunk with Lambert and Askel and then put on dresses and then call an elf. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's great. Anyway, they'll talk about things such as love, fear, anger, all that, which are all real concepts of emotion that they obviously feel. So the biggest theory on that, the prevailing theory, is that they are... Because most witches, most witches are trained in somewhere secluded. Like, Kaer Morin is not easy to get to at all. With uh, And that's just the wolf school. All the other ones, you don't even know where they are because they're so secluded. So between the, the lack of socialization, the fact that they're not encouraged to socialize, they're encouraged to train, all this stuff has developed them into these almost emotionless things because emotion hasn't mattered to them. It's almost encouraged for them not to care about their emotions because it's unprofessional. Yeah, it help, helps so, with the job. So while I some claim it's a, an effect of the mutations, the prevailing theory is that it was a prevailing effect of them being brought up as witchers, which doesn't take away the fact that they're all psychopaths. It, it more isn't that they can't feel emotions, it's that they've been told they shouldn't. Totally different. So, anyway, that's a big thing on Witchers, and you'll hear it a lot, even if you play the game just casually, you'll hear it a lot like, oh, Witchers don't have emotions. Like it's, Yeah, a lot of the, the normal people you deal mm, with will sometimes like tease you. You're an emotionless it. beast. Yeah. You're a mutant. You fucking freak. Yeah. We'll call you a freak and stuff, but really it's it's more sad than them losing their emotions through mutations it's yeah. because they n- never got to be children and develop those things. So, a little bit more depressing, but eh. Just a badass. The world of the Witcher is pretty depressing anyway. Yes, not wrong. Um, so, the Witchers are trained in schools, and there's uh, six known schools currently in this universe. Uh, they're all based off of uh, some type of animal, um, be them being the wolf, the cat, the griffin, the viper, the bear, and the manticore. If you don't know what a manticore is, I didn't either. Don't worry. Oh, I know. Uh, but I, I, no, I know what it is now, but I didn't when they when I, when I heard about it in the game. But it's, uh, it's an amalgamation of things. It's got a human head, a lion's body, and a scorpion tail. 
and sometimes bat wings. And I think in this specific instance, it has bat wings because I'm pretty sure if you look at the medallion, it has bat wings on the medallion. Does, yeah. Which we really didn't talk about either. They wear medallions. Oh, yeah. that We could talk about this real quick. Witchers all wear medallions based on their school. Um, Geralt has wolf uh, around his neck. The medallions are imbued with magic, and they, they vibrate when something magical is happening near them, which helps them see things that came in through the conjunction, because that's how magic came into the world. So anything that came in through the conjunction was touched by that magic, which allows them... To feel that vibration in their thing. The old there are some caveats to it. Uh, higher vampires don't make it vibrate. Um, and uh, it's the only one I can think of off the top of my head. But yeah, if there's something magical going on, a witcher can literally feel it in their medallion. Yeah, he'll say it a bunch of times during the game. When like, especially when you're like, uh, like investigating something, you'll walk into a room and he'll just mm, medallions vibrating. Yeah, just give it one of those. Uh, but back to the schools. So first we got the... Damn, you're ugly. It's <laughs> <laughs> the greatest. <laughs> um, so first we got the School of the Wolf, which is located in uh, Kaer Morin, and it's the school that Geralt is from, like we've said a bunch of times. Uh, this seemed to focus on many forms of battle equally, being, uh, you know, swordsmanship or magic or items, um, making it more... Uh, balanced of all the schools. Some of the schools have particular niches that they focus more on. Like, for example, the school of the cat is known to train their students in speed, precision, and agility, which is reflected in their armor because their armor is the lightest and uh, most flexible of all of the schools. Um, they're also one of the only schools to use crossbows in fighting. The, the cats are also kind of viewed as pariahs because they've chosen to broaden their financial pursuits outside of monsters the cats can be hired as assassins they're one of two schools that have upgraded to man as one of their hunts yes uh and it's theorized that a lot of cats are either half elf or full elf because of how they move um not all of them, because I know you meet a cat in The Witcher 3 if you have the one of the free add-ons. Oh, we didn't mention they gave you a bunch of free content. Oh, yeah. Because, um, you know, all the content we said before wasn't enough. They get free stuff, too. You get a bunch of free content, and one of the quests you get... Yes, you get full quests as free content. Wow. You run into a, a Witcher of the Cat School, and he isn't an elf or a half-elf. He's he's a human, but trained amongst elves. Uh, the School of the Griffin has armor that helps in casting signs, and therefore it's implied that this school was more focused on magic. Um, it's also mentioned that witchers from the Griffin School have a higher standards of etiquette when compared to the other schools. Uh, the School of the Viper was actually disbanded some time ago for unknown reasons. Um, that isn't really, like, we just really don't know what happened. They're just yeah. not a thing anymore. There's still some vipers out there, but the school itself... Yeah, the school itself isn't a thing. Um, And their armor is based around poison immunity and damage, suggesting that the school had an emphasis on the art of poisons, or maybe just items in general, because witchers use a lot of items, bombs, potions, whatever. Um, They were also the other school that um, became more assassins 
which they added assassins yeah. to their repertoire, which which led to first off the assa- the Witcher two assassination of kings all has to do with the school the Viper school. It also led to my favorite Witcher character that isn't in the books because in the books they only talk about the, the school of the wolf. Um, it's the games that actually brought all of this in. But my favorite Witcher character that is in the in the games only is Letho of Gullet, which is the main kind of villain in the first in the the second Witcher game. But if you let him live in the Witcher two and you have that still installed on your PC, or you choose the options for PS4 and stuff, you can actually recruit Letho of Gullet to join you in the final fight at Kermorin. That's dope. My most recent playthrough, like I saved Letho. So he he's going to be at my I haven't finished it yet, but he's going to be fighting alongside me and the other witchers. That's dope. So you know the part where like all the witchers are fighting? Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. not every character that you you save is there. Yeah. But like or do their quests and stuff is there, but all the witches are fighting. One of them is gonna be Letho. That's awesome. And he's like this bit like you you picture a witch or you picture someone like Geralt Slender and stuff. Letho and especially an assassin. Letho is just this big, bald, muscular-looking guy. He's just like he looks like Bane. <laughs> he's just like this big, bald guy. He uses knives, and like he's got the two steel, the the steel, the two swords. But he also uses knives. Like I'm like, man, you should not be doing what you're doing, <laughs> but you're doing it well, Letho. You're in the wrong profession, but somehow you make it work. Yeah, and and he's got like this cool voice. Like oh, I, I really like Letho. He's he's a cool character. Is the uh the Viper School armor the armor that me and you are missing? Yes, that was the or yeah, the Viper School armor is kind of like the Griffin or the Manticore armor in Witcher 3, which is there's only one set, there's no grandmaster. There's either Manticore or Viper armor. And Viper you can only some of it, all of it I believe, you can only get at certain points. So to get well, it. It was it was after the auction section, and you, the you, lady was like, do you want to buy this? And we both said no. Because it was a billion dollars. Because it was a shit ton of money. And spoilers, that's the only time you can get the armor. So at the end of the game, when me and Josh are trying to collect all of the armor for all the schools and put it in our houses and our vineyards. And our vineyards. Because you can get a fucking vineyard in this game. Which oh, is, God, the Witcher 3 so good. Which is the best ever. We were missing the Viper School armor because we said no at that one point and couldn't get it again. I'm running around in Grandmaster Wolf armor right now in my playthrough. It's fantastic. fucking perfect. The School of the Bear has heavy armor, uh, has a heavy armor set, um, showing that they favor high defense over agility. And they're also one of the only schools to use uh, a crossbow in fighting. And then finally, we have the School of the Manticore, which I could find fuck all about. Yeah, literally the only thing we know about the School of the Manticore is it existed. Yeah. It's like the most secretive of the schools, and it existed, because you can get Manticore armor. Yep. Um. Yeah, that's it. Like, uh, the only thing I can speculate is that, like, they're more balanced in their training, kind of like the Wolf School. Yeah. But that's the, about it. Yeah. But the, the other thing is that a lot of these schools kind of take on the regions they're from. So like the the Ursine school, the Bear school is from obviously from Skellige. Yeah. Like it, it is when where the bears are. It is where the the Skellige wolf school was at some point. We don't know where, probably an island off of Skellige, but because of what they wear and because of how they wear it and all that. Definitely Skelligan. Uh with the Viper school, they're from Nilfgaard, which is generally reviewed as as the bad guys. 
Yeah. So they are the the, the Viper schools in Nilfgaard territory. But yeah, it's yeah, the schools are great. Viper school. If I had to pick a school to join, I mean, I know I'm getting a wolf school tattoo, but if I had to pick a school to join, I love how the Viper medallion looks. You ever seen it? Yeah, it's like a. It's like us. Like, all of them are the heads, except the viper, which is just the snake coiled around itself. Yeah, it's really cool. It looks so fucking cool. They do, yeah, they do have the coolest medallion. <laughs> they absolutely do. But, uh, yeah, I, I was just saying, I'm getting a witcher tattoo eventually, and it's got the wolf school, and it goes down into what the signs are in the game. I'm, it's, I don't know what I'm getting it, but I am. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's about all we got for Witchers. the witcher for now. Definitely, this is such a broad world. We didn't even talk about the best character in The Witcher, Dandelion. Like, I mean, we mentioned him once. He he is my favorite character. <laughs> he is so, he's. I love I love Dandelion. He's the best. I know you do. My my if you if you add me on PlayStation, add me on PlayStation. The great sweaty P. If you add me on PlayStation, my icon is Dandelion. So. Like, I, I'm a huge fan of him. He's like a bard that follows Geralt around and writes about his his deeds, and he becomes Geralt's, like, best friend. Like, they're bros. Yeah. But, yeah, it's it's pretty great. It is. It's such a good game. Such it's a, such a good world. It, yeah, what it is is it's not just a good game. There's so much in this world. There's eight novels before the games even existed. Yeah. Like, it is such a good thing. Like, ugh. And also, fun fact, I know you know this, but I don't know if they do. Netflix has bought the rights to make the TV show. They've already announced Sapkowski is going to be one of the executive producers. So, well, that sounds good, though. Sapkowski's been pretty vocal about how he hates the games. Good. And uh, I love the games, and yeah. I think that they fit very well with the books. The Zipkowski's very good at writing characters. So the characters in the book, their interactions feel very human and very real. But the Witcher games did a better job developing the world, yeah. I think. So that's very helpful. And plus, Zipkowski will talk a lot about geopolitics. And like I really don't give a shit about the politics of Nelfgard. I really don't. Yeah. I, I wanna see Geralt hitting things. <laughs> Seek you out, beat that monster. Like, like, tell me about what's happening with Siri. We don't know where she's left. Like, why? Where is Geralt going now? Like, I don't give a shit. Tell me about Dandelion. Yeah. Like, there's because he gets into his own adventures, but he he'll talk about geopolitics for like two chapters, and I'm just like, Christ alive, <laughs> make it stand. <laughs> but it's worth it's worth grinding through because it is interesting. And as a history major, it's history, just not my world's. Yeah. So, but overall, yeah, that's that's about what we had for the the Witchers themselves. We're definitely gonna revisit this. There's a lot to oh, revisit. We didn't talk about the Wild Hunt. Nope. We didn't talk about like the sorceress, like the the Tower of Gulls, which is talked about a lot yeah. in the games. You don't know about because of the books, but it's talked about a lot in the games. Tower of Gulls is where the massacre of the mages happened. Uh, it's, it's good. Like, there, there's a lot of stuff. A lot of things, a lot of meat, a lot of meat in this chicken. Oh, yeah. And, and so we're definitely going to revisit this and as something that it's almost my favorite thing ever. We, we absolutely <laughs> You're right. are. Oh, yeah. But with that, Nick, I have to ask you like I do every week. 
What you been playing, brother? So, I've been playing and finished the Fractured Butthole. Remember that time I bought that game and forgot to play it? Yeah. Still haven't. I, I don't I believe you. Because uh, even when I was talking to you, I was sending you images of the game, you still had not realized that you owned that game. So... I'm a mess. But yeah, it was it was fun. It's a lot of ridiculousness. I still... I, the first one might still be better, just overall, but the second one improved the combat. Combat in the a combat lot of ways. Looks very original, and I like. In a lot of ways, yeah, in a lot of ways that I like, and it's just South Park being ridiculous, and you just sit there and enjoy the ride. Oh yeah, it's fantastic. And then picked up a little game. You might may have heard of it. I don't know. It's kind of it's kind of like an indie title. <laughs> By the name of Mario Odyssey. Jesus Christ. Mario Odyssey. That game has stolen my life. It's good. It's great. <laughs> it's so good. I don't think it's 10 out of 10. Like, everybody's been giving it, but goddamn, is it a good game. I, I think that like, it's... When everybody's giving Breath of the Wild 10 out of 10, I still think Breath of the Wild's better. I do think Breath of the Wild's a better game. If I have to compare Breath of the Wild to to Mario Odyssey, I'll pick Breath of the Wild out of 10. <laughs> I have gotten so much life out of Breath of the Wild, and there's still more to come. Yeah, and I and I like I, I obviously haven't completed Odyssey yet. No, yeah, I've unlocked the boss rush mode, but I still have another 250 moons to get. I got is the boss rush mode the dark side of the dark moon? Side of the moon. Spoilers. This is a spoiler podcast. I don't give a shit. I know. Yeah, it's the dark side of the moon. Okay, I did. I have that, and I did a little bit, and I was like, I don't feel like doing this right now. Exactly what I did. I did it, died, and went, eh, I'll come back. Well, because I beat the first one, and then got to the second yeah, one. Yeah, exactly, and I was then like, I died. And I was like, oh, there's no healing. All right, I'll come back. But no, it's not only there's, is there no healing. If you die, you have to start all over. Oh, yeah, that too. I was like, are they going to start? Oh, yeah, because I died at the second one. I was like, am I going to restart the second one, or am I going to start at the beginning? They put me at the beginning. I was like, okay, I'm coming back to this. It's not happening. It's right one now. of those things where, like, I wasn't deterred by that. I was like, "This is how you're playing a game, Mario Odyssey." I'll play you in a minute. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I also like wasn't a huge fan of how fast I beat it. To give you a t- to give you a time frame, I beat, and when I say beat, I almost I did everything in Fractured Butthole. Like, I beat the game and did everything except for one trophy that I missed, where you have to play as a black character. AKA play on the hardest difficulty. South Park, it did it again. Um, but I did the normal game through, uh, the walkthrough, and did everything else in a week. I beat Mario Odyssey in two days. Yeah, I the story. I agree that the game was maybe the main game. Let's let's put it like that. The main story game was a little bit on the short side, but like every Mario game I play. It's not always about... It's one of the few games I'll play that I'll go, I want to get all the collectibles. Oh, yeah. Because I want to get all the collectibles. Absolutely. Like, it's not... Like, Breath of the Wild had a lot of content, like side quests and stuff, outside of the main story. There's less of that in Mario and more collectibles. So I'm going to get 100% on this game just because it's a Mario game. Yeah, I probably will, too. Um, But I just... It was just kind of like... I feel you on that, though. It was kind of like, really? Um, But, yeah. I, but, I did like the the wedding stuff, yeah, like wedding. Funny. They all look really cool. Yeah, like I I just got because the game is the game, and I'm me. I bought a bunch of amiibos, so I got like the Bowser wedding amiibo and the Peach wedding amiibo. By the way, running around in Peach's dress, a plus, <laughs> best game. 
Yeah, I can't wait to do that because I'm absolutely stealing your amiibos. But yeah. <laughs> but no, because then like even like after you beat the story, then you you go back and more stuff's unlocked. Like yeah. you get you get the Mushroom Kingdom, which I spent a shit ton of time. I pretty much oh, almost hundred percent of the you, Mushroom Kingdom when I'm, I was first. I'm there. about to I'm about to hundred percent it too. Did you get the uh n- Super Mario 64 suit. Oh, absolutely. And then ran around the entire time I was there in the 64 suit. Yeah, me too. <laughs> and then and then went into the the room where you go into the the castle uh courtyard and it's all from 64, like it's and all then, rendered to 64 and then I went, "Hey Nintendo, virtual console. Look at it." Did you do exactly what I did when you first go into the castle and look up? The castle and look up. Yep. And was super disappointed that there was nothing with that. But then you get the star. What star? Oh, you need to look up a little longer. Oh, you have to look up longer. I I, I held it there for a bit, and yeah, I even no, like there's a st- it, it drops a star on. Oh, you. what the fuck? Yeah, I was gonna say, how was that not a thing, Nintendo? Yeah, it drops a star because on like you. as soon as the first thing I did was I ran in there, stood on the the sun, whatever, and look up, and looked up, and I was like, all right, give me my star, or give me my oh no, it's technically a star in that one. Yeah, because they're stars, not moons. Yeah. Um, and I was like, all right, give me my star, and nothing happened. I was yeah, like, there's a star, and there. then I ground pounded. I was like, maybe it's in the ground. No, definitely. Look up as a star. Right, I'll wait a bit longer. But, uh, all right, that makes me feel better. Because I was like, Nintendo, that was like... No, it wasn't a missed opportunity. They, they a followed A huge missed opportunity there. Okay. But yeah, it's... The game has a lot of callbacks to a lot of other Mario games. Yeah. Uh, I've been running around as Dr. Mario, too. That's the other one. Um, uh, it's It knows what it's doing, and, and I love it for that. Yeah, it's great. The, the hat mechanic was so fun and it is it's still fun. so fun. It's such a smart mechanic. Oh, it really? Is. It really brings, you know, those people who like speedrun Mario 64 and like they do all these crazy jumps and stuff. It brings a whole nother layer to those crazy oh, jumps. Oh, I can't wait for this to be at GDQ. Oh, God, it's absolutely going to be at GDQ. I cannot wait for this to be at GDQ. Like if Breath of the Wild was at GDQ, which was fantastic, which was a great watch. If you don't know what we're talking about, game's done quick. Watch it. Great. It's all on YouTube. Free. People who speedrun games. For charity. For charity. And let me tell you, it's the craziest fucking thing you'll ever see. It's insane. What, what was it? 45 minutes to beat Breath of the Wild? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Breath of the Wild. 45 minutes. Yeah. Fucking crazy. Um, But yeah. It's a great game. Oh, tons yeah. Of, tons of fun. It really is. Sometimes, I mean, I'm enjoying collecting all the moons, but sometimes it's just like, really? Like, literally, there was one where it was just chilling on a rock. Yeah. Didn't have to do anything. It's just on a rock. I was just like, well, I got you. <laughs> yeah, some of them are pretty obvious, but some of them are a li- little bit more cryptic. Uh, I like all, I really like the pipe mechanic, too, where you'll go down a pipe and it'll be 2D Mario. Oh, I love it. It's so fun. Yeah. It's, it's so... the fir- When I saw that on, like, the trailer, like one of the first trailers... I didn't I, like, watch most of the trailers for this game. I didn't either, and... Because I I'm doing that a lot with movies and I'm starting to do that with video games. Like I've barely watched, looked up anything for the new Pokemon games. I haven't looked up anything for that. I did watch the new Last of Us trailer, but I was I did watch that too, but it's not much. There's there's not much there, so it, yeah. it's fine. Um, but yeah, I one of the fir- I watched one of the first Odyssey trailers and it showed the the two D the two D thing, and it's I was like, those- ooh. I mean, it's just like what I've been doing with movies lately. I know I'm going to buy Mario Odyssey. Why oh, the yeah. fuck am I going to watch the trailer and spoil it for me? Yeah. It's like, the same I, thing with... I watched the first Thor trailer and I went, I know I'm going to watch this. Why am I doing this? And it just stopped. Yeah. And it just pisses me off when I'm watching regular stuff and the Thor trailer comes on. And I'm like, God damn it. I have to like 
close my eyes, cover my ears, and go la 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 <laughs> until the trailer's over. Uh, yeah, it's just like if I know I'm gonna consume that media, there's no point in me spoiling it for myself now. No, really so I haven't been. There really isn't. Like it's not gonna get me more hyped. Like it's like the what we were talking about, the Last Jedi. Uh, like when the the one of the directors tweeted, like, if you are really don't want to spoil things, so you don't watch this trailer. Yeah. My dad watched it because I told him that. My dad watched it. He was like, eh, it wasn't spoilery, but I could see why. Yeah, it's just like you get scenes out of context that like would be awesome in context, but now right, you've now already I get seen the... them and you're expecting them. And it's one of those things where I'm gonna go see the new fucking Star Wars movie. I've seen every fucking Star Wars movie. I'd watch George Lucas take a shit for 45 minutes and I'd still go see the new fucking Star Wars movie. Yeah. And it, like even with like the Thor trailer, like yeah, I've been avoiding the Thor trailers, but I also saw the first teaser. But the first teaser had the meeting of Hulk and Thor for the first time, yeah. which was funny and I laughed. But now I'm not going to laugh as hard when I see it in context because I know it's coming. Exactly. So, yeah, I've been... Things that I don't know about I've been watching the trailers for. Which I think is fair. Right. Because I'm like, I have no idea if this is. Let me watch this. But a lot of things with movies and stuff, I've been following in your footsteps on that. Or like, I don't need to see a fucking trailer from Mario Odyssey. I'm going to buy that shit. Yeah. Like, if you know you're going to buy it, you know you see it. Like, I haven't seen... I haven't. I I actually I actually did see the first teaser for Black Panther, but that's because it was during the movies, and I didn't expect it to come up. I, um, uh... But like, I'm not gonna watch anything for Black for Black Panther. I specifically went out of my way to not watch anything for Spider Man. Yeah. Every time I went to the movies, I would wait outside until the the, the credits were over, and I would have somebody inside text me yeah. that the that the trailers were over, and I went inside and watched my movie. Because I didn't want Spider-Man to be spoiled. But, yeah, I I don't know. There's a... There, there's a certain point where I... You're just literally going to spoil the movie for me that I'm already going to go see. So, yeah. I don't And it that. takes away from that, like, first-time experience. Right. It's, like, I a agree. lot of, like, I wish I could play Breath of the Wild for the first time. I wish I could play Witcher for the first time again. I'd like to play The Witcher for the first time. That was the last time I liked video games. Really, since then, it's just been a chore. <laughs> Good. Um, I say on our video game podcast. Yes. But yeah. Anyway, yeah, I feel you on that. But Mario Odyssey, great game. Pick it up if you like any 3D Mario platformers. They're, it's so good. Yeah, I've, it's definitely one of those, if you have a Switch, you need to pick it up. Definitely a staple for the Switch. Yes. Breath of the Wild, definitely a staple. Mario Odyssey, definitely a staple. They keep coming out with good games like this. I'm in. Yeah. So. I mean, we're already in because we already own the console. Yeah. Well, I like the Wii U. It, there was a point where it could have died, but I don't think it's gonna die like the Wii U did. Yeah, you're right. Because they called it the Switch, and I use it like a DS. <laughs> I, 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 I finally played Mario Odyssey on a TV for the first time yesterday. Did you? I've been playing it about half and half. I've just been playing it in my bedroom. I mean. Magic of the Switch, baby. And like in bed, I YouTube videos on my iPad, Switch in front of me, lights out. I'm like, God, I'm so anti so my <laughs> my therapist yelled at me the other day for being antisocial. Good. So anyway, yeah, that's that's this podcast. That's it. That's all she wrote. Yeah. Check us out at Twitter and Instagram. 
Our Twitter and Instagram is at Navi underscore Tales. Again, that is at Navi underscore Tales. Yeah. Check us out. Tweet at us. Show, look at our pictures. Like them. Comment. Tell Nick that he looks beautiful today. I yeah. Wish him a happy birthday. Because by the time you hear this, his birthday will have just passed. Yes. So, yeah. About it. Yeah, we'll see you next time. All right, yeah. Or we'll talk about some other bullshit. Yeah. Love you. That's what we do here. Bye. Based on the Andrews, but uh, the day. This also... Uh, fuck, that's not what that says. <laughs> <clears throat> um, they also have, uh, like a magical sixth sure. I see dead people. <laughs> Close. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, what the fuck? Christ. My lungs. I got a bunch of Reese's cups. Dope. Casey bought me a bunch of Reese's cups. Dope. You usually have Reese's cups. I know, but like, look at that fucking box. There's some Skittles in there, too. Yeah, it's a lot of Reese's There's cups. There's a bunch of Reese's cups. Some Kit Kats and some Skittles, but mostly Reese's cups. A bag of Cheetos. Nah, Cheetos is mine. Fuck you. Those are my cheddar jalapeno ones. All the bags I bought the other day at Walmart, gone. <laughs> I ate those in like a week. Good. I'm glad we're talking about this. I know this is going to end up in the outtakes. I know you. Yeah. Oh, God. Hi, outtakes, guys. Thanks for sticking around. <laughs> it's really good to know that you like us I, enough. I'm curious of, like, because, like, it, they don't start immediately after we say bye. I wait, like, a, like a good five seconds. So I wonder if, like, how many people actually, like, know they're there. Hey, guys, if you're still listening at this point, send us a tweet. Be like, hey, I heard, I heard you talking to me in the outtakes, huh? Huh? Yeah. Yeah. I love you. Should we get back to the episode? Yeah, no. Yeah, I'm planning on it. We're going to... But, like, I ain't in a rush. Yeah, okay. We're, like, we're technically... You're listening to us at the end of the episode, but we're still in the middle of the episode. Wait, we are literally about to talk about Witcher Sword, but we haven't yet. Yeah, we're in the middle. This is weird, huh? It's weird to think about. It's like God. paradox. It's like time changing. God, it's like fucking... Yeah, we're time travelers. Like, you already heard what we're about to... T- what we're about to talk about, but we, we haven't, haven't talked about. We it haven't yet. talked about it yet. Oh God, how was it? <laughs> was it good? Did we do a good job? No, nah, we did fine. Yeah, we always do good. Yeah, we do good. Awesome, good work. All right, all right. It's getting pretty bad. I'm gonna wait though because I want to talk into the mic real quick so that Nick can listen to this horror editing. <laughs> Baby girl, what's your name? Let me talk to you. Let me buy you a drink. Now I need to blow my nose. I'm T Pain. You know me. I'm Mr. Music. Now, bad boy. I'm T Pain. Oh, did you hear my knees? I did. That was a crack and a half.